What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today, we are going to talk about a question that I received on social media just a little while ago, and it's something that most of us when it comes to fat loss or training and nutrition or changing our body composition is something that we forget about and it's what is actually the most important step to the actual journey to create a long-term sustainable result. And that is a discussion around reverse dieting and why you need to have a plan for the diet that follows the diet that initially got you to your goal. And now if you're confused by that, this is what I mean. So to create a result that you want, let's say that you have 20 pounds that you want to lose. Let's say that you go into a calorie deficit, you get really consistent, you start training, and you reach that weight loss goal of 20 pounds. Now, what do you do from there to sustain that result? What a lot of people think is you just have to continue doing exactly what you did to create the result in the first place, keep calories really low and keep doing what you're doing to be able to sustain it, which is not the truth. And it's a long run. If you continue to try to do that and stay in a deficit and keep calories low, what's actually going to end up happening is hormones are going to take a dip. Your metabolism is going to keep running down really low. You're not going to feel as good. You're going to get overly hungry and you're not going to be able to sustain it long term, which is ultimately probably going to have you end up in the yo-yo effect to where you'll start eating a lot of food again to suffice your hunger hormones being out of whack, never actually feeling full and always thinking about food, not having a lot of energy, not feeling very well, feeling like you're always restricted and you'll end up just going back to old habits and yo-yoing and putting the weight on that you lost. And what's missed here and what most people forget about in this situation is once you reach your goal in terms of weight loss, let's say you lost that 20 pounds that you wanted to, now you have to have a strategic plan to work your hormones, to work your metabolism back up to be able to eat more food over time and still maintain the level of leanness and the weight that you lost while letting hormones recover, while letting the metabolism recover and optimize, while bringing back your motivation, while bringing back your energy, while feeling not as restricted because you're able to eat more food over time. And this is just as important as the actual diet, right? Because if you don't take this into consideration and go through the reverse diet um, and plan it out strategically to set yourself up for long-term success, That doesn't mean that we need to always be in a calorie deficit. It means that we need to create the result through the calorie deficit, whatever it may be, if the result is fat loss, create that result, and then we need to have a recovery diet or a reverse diet to hold on to the result but able to eat more food in the long run to be able to sustain that result and feel our 100% best at the same time. So that is exactly what we're going to talk about. That is what the reverse diet is, is it's essentially the diet after the diet. And if you're not planning a diet for after the diet, in the long run, you're probably not going to hold on to the result that you created. So let's get into the question that was asked to me that brought up this subject and the reason that I'm making an actual full episode on it. The question was this. It's, I've lost 35 pounds in five months, but I can't get rid of the last 10 pounds no matter what I do. I'm eating the same way I did when I lost the 35 pounds, so I feel completely stuck. All right. This is a very common issue that happens with people during weight loss, right? You lose a lot of weight, but then you continue doing what you're doing, and for some reason you don't continue losing weight forever. And what is why does this happen? 
Well, first and foremost, it happens because the metabolism is adaptive over time, meaning over time it's trying to adapt what you're presenting it with every day because it doesn't want to necessarily continue losing weight forever because that ultimately means death, right? As well as the more weight that you lose, the less calories you're expending over time simply because you don't have as much weight on your body to have to move around, which requires less energy, meaning that your actual maintenance level of calories and your NEAT and your basal, your BMR are going to be lower just because you weigh less. So all of those things come into a factor, meaning that the longer that you stay in a deficit, the more likely you are to finally end up plateauing over time. And as well as the longer you stay in a deficit, the more hungry you're going to become over time, the more you're not going to feel full as often from the foods that you're eating, from the meals that you're eating over time. This is due to leptin and ghrelin hormones that um, play factors in how full we feel, how hungry we are. They start to get out of whack. and We never quite feel as full as we once did, and we're always more hungry over time. And this is simply because we're keeping our bodies in a calorie deficit, which it's basically our hormones telling us that we need to eat more food to come out of that deficit to stabilize and maintain a long, healthy life. So understanding those couple things, it tells us one thing, that we shouldn't be in a calorie deficit forever. It should be put in as phases. So in this particular situation where this lady has lost 35 pounds um, over the last five months, but she's still doing the same thing, eating the same amount of calories, and she's not continuing to lose weight, now she has a couple options. If she wants to continue losing weight, which she's been in a calorie deficit for five months and lost 35 pounds, I wouldn't advise this necessarily because she probably needs some time to recover, but she could either up her activity level, up her um, amount of cardio that she's doing, or drop her calories down lower and continue to lose weight. But if she's already overly hungry, if her metabolism is adapting and slowing down, if her motivation has started to go away just simply because she's been in a calorie deficit already for five months and lost a bunch of weight, chances are if you continue to keep grinding, all you're going to do is make those hunger hormones worse, meaning you're not going to feel as satisfied more often and you're going to be hungry a lot more often as well which are not good things, and you can still make progress doing that, sure, but if biofeedback's not coming back positively and you're always hungry and you're never full, you're always thinking about food and you're not as motivated and you're starting to feel ran into the ground, well, then you're more likely to cause a rebound. And this is the situation that she's in now, so that's the first option. You could drop calories, add activity, continue to keep grinding and try to lose that last 10 pounds. But what I would argue is the more efficient approach to take and it's the harder choice to make because it takes a little bit longer but it ultimately helps keep your body in a healthy state your mind in a more healthy state and helps you create a more sustainable long-term result would be to take some time and reverse diet from where you're at now let's say you've lost the 35 pounds you still have 10 more pounds to lose well we'll just simply reverse diet to bring calories back up to the higher range of your maintenance level and stabilize there for a good two to three, four, maybe even five months just to allow yourself to fully recover while maintaining the progress that you've made. And then once we optimize your metabolism, bring it back up to be running at full capacity once again, once we get your ghrelin and your leptin hormones under control to where you're not feeling so hungry all the time, you are feeling saturated after you eat meals. Once all those biofeedback markers come back, more positively after you've been in that maintenance phase for a while after the reverse, now you can go back into a diet 
you're going to be able to eat more calories, roughly probably around the same amount of calories that you're eating to lose the first 35 pounds, and you're going to be able to lose that last 10 pounds. But if you don't allow for that recovery phase and that reverse diet to take place, you're going to have to drop calories again and keep running your body into the ground because we know that a calorie deficit is a stressor to the body. The body ultimately wants to be at a maintenance level of calories. That's where it performs the best. That's where hormones are the healthiest. That's where we feel our 100% best is when we're at maintenance. That's the recovery recovery mode. That's where the body wants to ultimately be. That's the home base for the body. So understanding that you can only go out on trips, aka going on a calorie deficit for so long before you need to come home to recover is extremely important. The longer you try to make that trip, staying inside that calorie deficit, the more likely you are to, basically you could look at it as the more likely you are to run out of money and get into trouble right? To where you get more vulnerable to where you can ultimately ruin your life, lose all your money, never be able to actually make it back home because you put yourself in a mess. So you've got to be responsible, go on the trip, go on the calorie deficit for a while. As you get some really good progress, lose that first 35 pounds like you did. Well, now it's time to reverse and come back home for a good two, three, maybe four months to allow all of those adaptions that occurred to come back and to maintain and recover And then once you're fully recovered, motivation's at an all-time high, you feel good again, and you still have that 10 pounds that you want to lose, now you can dip back down into that deficit, spend a little bit more time, lose the extra weight that you want to lose, and then you can just repeat that process again and come back to maintenance, and now you're fully recovered there with a much um, more efficient metabolism, arguably a stronger metabolism, to be able to maintain your new body composition of losing the whole 45 pounds while being able to eat more food in the long run so you don't feel always hungry, you don't feel like you're sacrificing everything, you don't feel like you're super restricted, you don't always have your mind on food, your motivation isn't in the ground, and you're actually being able to enjoy your life, potentially stop tracking macros so much because now you can eat more in an an intuitive manner and just enjoy the result that you've created because now you can rely on your your hunger hormones, you can rely on your fullness cues because they've all been brought back to baseline so that you can basically eat at a maintenance level of calories and sustain the amount of weight that you've lost in the long run. So now with that big broad background of understanding why a reverse diet is important and the the role that it plays when it comes to dieting, well, how do you actually reverse diet? What is the smartest way to go about a reverse diet. I'm gonna keep this extremely, extremely simple in the way that I do it with the clients that I work with. I've had a few clients go through a reverse diet in just the last little while that have gone through this exact same journey. So um, with my one client, we had her we had her lose around 30 pounds in around 25 weeks or so. She went from around 230-ish to around 195 to 200. In about 25 weeks, we lost that amount of weight. And as we were coming down and we got there, hunger was getting a little bit worse. She wasn't feeling as full as often. Her training wasn't going as well. She didn't have quite as much energy because she was in a deficit for so long. She was feeding her body less calories than her body was burning. And so it was starting to take a bit of a toll on her. So we got there and we understood that she still has another 20, maybe 30 pounds that she wants to lose. But if we continue down this exact same path, just like I mentioned before, we're going to end up running her into the ground, which is going to probably end up in a yo-yo effect because we aren't taking care of her overall health, her hunger, her metabolism, her hormones, her mindset first and foremost. Because if those things aren't in check first, trying to create progress is going to be a major pain in the ass. So we had to have the hard conversation and decide that it was time to reverse calories back up 
to allow her to maintain for a couple months, two to four months to just bring back um, her recovery, bring back her hormones, bring back her metabolism, bring back her motivation so that we could hop back into another deficit to continue losing another 20, 30 pounds down the road. So for the reverse diet, what we did, we ended her cut her deficit phase at around 1700 to 1800 calories per day. So what we did, and this is what I would advise for you, um, as you are losing weight in your deficit, if you're losing around a pound to two pounds inside of your deficit, it's time to reverse out. What we did with her was we took an initial jump of 350 calories to bring her closer back up to an actual maintenance level of calories. Now that's a big jump initially to make. The first jump is the biggest jump. It can be anywhere from really 300 to 400 calories is what I would advise. We went right in between and we added 350 calories back in immediately because that's going to give her a little bit more food. That's going to push her metabolism a little bit, but we know that's still going to be around her maintenance range. When it comes to your maintenance level of calories, there isn't just like a specific number that is your actual maintenance. Your maintenance is an evolving number that moves because you got to remember the metabolism is adaptive. So when we start feeding it more food, it's going to adjust to that to where you're going to be able to maintain on more calories. Now that doesn't mean you should add six, seven, 800 calories because we know that her deficit was probably somewhere around 300, probably around 400 to 600 calories, if I'm being honest. That's what her deficit was every day. She was eating 400 to 600 calories less than what her body was actually um, burning. So by adding that 350 calories back in, I knew we were staying just shy of what we were able to max out for her. So we added that 350 calories back in in the first week. She initially gained one and a half pounds from adding those 350 calories in. But what you have to understand, that weight that she gained isn't fat gain because I know that I still have her around a maintenance. And if you're eating around a maintenance level of calories, you cannot gain fat. You have to be in a calorie surplus eating more calories than your body burns per day to gain fat. So logically, I knew that was just added glycogen, which is just added water being stored in the muscles. I knew it was um, from added sodium, which is just going to help make your body hold on to more water overall. I knew it was from her digestion where she's eating more food. She's going to have more food in her body to digest. So she's just going to weigh a little bit more regardless because we're adding more food into her system, which is going to make her hold on to a little bit more water, but it's not fat gain that's happening. It's just water retention and food storage that's being digested. So understanding that we gain that first one and a half pounds. Now from here, it gets a little bit slower each week and you depend how much you go up, how long you go up, dependent upon what your body weight is doing over time. And so what we did is after that initial 350 calorie jump, we kept her there for about 10 to 14 days or so. So about a couple weeks later, after we would let her body adjust and get used to this higher calorie intake to where she's at, then we started trying to maximize her maintenance range because we know that metabolism is adaptive over time, meaning we can adapt the metabolism slowly on the way up just as the metabolism adapts slowly on the way down when you go into the deficit. So we were trying to maximize her maintenance to allow her to be able to eat as much as possible so that we would go back into the next deficit. She's going to be eating as many calories as possible at her maintenance. So she's possibly going to be able to eat more calories when we go back into a deficit so that calories don't have to get so low over time. So each week we started adding in a hundred calories and then we would make adjustments dependent upon how her weight would come back each and every week. So she was around 1700, 1800 calories. Initially we jumped her up to around 2100 ish calories, um, in that initial jump. 
Now she's sitting there. She's gained that pound and a half. Now in week three, we added an extra 100 calories. That took her to 2,200 calories. We took her weight for the entire week, saw what happened. She actually lost a little bit of weight just because her weight stabilized. Um, I don't have like an exact scientific reason as to why she lost a little bit of weight, but most likely it was due because the calorie deficit had her a little bit more stressed out to where she was potentially holding on to a little bit water. Just from being in that deficit, cortisol levels were a little bit higher. So as we gave her more food, some of that water actually flushed out and she was able to lose a little bit of weight. So she was eating at this point around 400 to 450 more calories every single day than she was eating when she was in her deficit. And she was sitting at the exact same number on the scale as she was sitting when she was eating that 1,700 to 1,800 calories per day. So now we know that her metabolism is stabilized for the most part. We're eating around 450 ish more calories per day than she was initially. And she's maintaining her new low weight of around 30 pounds down than she was 25 weeks ago. So at this point, every single week, we just kept trying to push calories by around 50 to 100, dependent upon her feedback and what her weight was doing. Now her weight fluctuated every single day, but I would take her weekly averages. And if the averages were within around 0.5 pounds, of her previous week's average, we would continue adding 50 to 100 calories every single week. And we got that every week to where we were adding 50 to 100 calories. We got that to a point to where she was eating around 24 to 2,500 calories per day and maintaining her weight. So there, now she's feeling at her absolute best. She's lost 30 pounds. To lose the 30 pounds, she was eating 1,700 to 1,800 calories. Now she's eating 2,400 to 2,500 calories, and she's sustaining that new low weight. Well, now she's starting to feel better. She's eating more food. She's getting more energized. She, it, her training is going a whole lot better. She's no longer feeling super hungry. She's no longer feeling like she can never get full from her meals. She's getting fully saturated. She's able to have a little bit more freedom in her food. We kept her there for two and a half months and just let her body stabilize and get back to feeling at her 100% best where she's fully satisfied. Training is going extremely well. Um, she's not thinking about food all the time and she's just training hard and enjoying her life while sustaining this new low weight. Well, after two and a half months goes by, her motivation is starting to come back and she's ready to go back into another calorie deficit. So we have her eating around 2,400 to 2,500 calories and sustaining her weight. So we know that all we have to do now is bring her calories back down to around 1,800, 1,900 calories to start her new deficit and she'll begin losing weight again and we can stay in that deficit for as long as need be or as long as she can handle it until biofeedback comes back to negative. And then we can just repeat this process over again to reverse her out of it once she loses the next 20, 30 pounds that she wants to. And we can get her back up to a maintenance to be able to stabilize and be eating more food with more flexibility in her life to sustain the progress that she's making. So that is how a reverse diet works. If you're going through the situation and you need more help or clarification on things, as always, my email is always linked down below and I'm super happy to answer any questions for you. And I would argue this is the most important part of your weight loss journey. This is the most important part of your diet is understanding that a calorie deficit should only last for so long and it will get hard at times. It shouldn't be extremely hard at first. You should feel a little bit of hunger, but the further that you get into the diet, the hungrier and hungrier that you're going to be become, and then it's going to get less and less realistic to, to sustain 
in the long run eating that low calories. And this is when reverse diets become so important to allow yourself to fully recover, to get rid of some of that hunger, to not feel like you're always thinking about food and always just wanting more and energy is down in the dirt. You can bring that back by adding calories in over time in a strategic manner to get yourself optimized to be able to sustain the results that you've created without having to feel like such crap like you do when you're sometimes having to create the result when you're deep into a deficit and you're having to dig a little bit. So don't look past this. This is extremely important. When I work with somebody, this is what I'm always reminding of them of, especially when they're in a dieting phase, is reminding them of the fact that you will not have to eat like this forever. This is just simply what we are doing to help you create the result in the first place. But to sustain the result in the long run, you're going to be able to add food back in, create some more flexibility, be able to feel 100% satisfied in the foods that you're able to eat, and be able to live a long, healthy life, sustaining the progress that you've made. But you You've got to understand that there's some work to be done after you reach your goal weight in terms of having a reverse diet to where we add calories back slowly to allow the metabolism to adapt on the way back up to get to a point where you're fully recovered and can sustain the result in the long run. So if you have any questions from this episode at all, like I said, my email's down below. Shoot me a net message there or else you can always write me a message on IG as well. That's always linked down below too. So if you found value from this episode, I'd be super appreciative if you take a screenshot put it on your IG story and tag me in it so that I can repost it and thank you for for doing so as well. Also, if you have somebody that you know that could use some help with this, if you know somebody that's yo-yo dieted, lost a bunch of weight, always put the weight back on, send them this episode. This will help them a lot. Most people don't realize that this is the correct strategy to put in place for after the diet to be able to sustain the result in the long term. We always think that weight loss or being fit has to be the super hard thing or or this inconvenient thing when in reality to create the result in the first place yes it's going to take a little bit of sacrifice yes it's going to take some work but to sustain the result in the long run it doesn't have to be that same sacrifice or that same amount of hard work to be able to maintain the progress that you've made so i really do appreciate you guys thanks for tuning in and i'll talk with you soon